Hey everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for the very latest Courageous Conversation. And with me, I have got Suzanne Hopman from the charity Dignity. Hey Suzanne, how are you? Yes, hi. Thank you so much for being with me. Dignity is my charity of choice for the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales this year. And you spoke at our recent Women in Real Estate conference and the response was overwhelming, wasn't it? Absolutely. Um, so many people engaged and wanting to help um, and, and yeah. curious about homelessness and, uh, and what we're doing. So let's firstly just talk about that. What, um, so what are the services that Dignity provide? So, so dignity uh, empowers people with dignity um, and prevent to prevent, respond to and end homelessness in Australia. Um, we, we provide crisis accommodation, so temporary supported accommodation um, and meals um, and, and support to, to be able to, to resolve homelessness. And you sort of refer to yourselves as the paramedics of um, homelessness, right? So you're there. So, for example, if I had an issue today and I had a, a, a massive physical altercation with my husband, I know it wouldn't happen, baby. Don't worry. Don't take it seriously. And I was on the street. Then what would happen? Yeah. So, so we, you're right. We, we were the, like the first responders of homelessness. Yeah. So um, whenever anyone is experiencing homelessness, um, they would reach out to them um, to usually to a government um, homelessness okay. line. So that's where. Okay. So that's where the connection comes. Right, and then yeah. that referral then comes to what's the most appropriate service in the location where somebody's experiencing the homelessness. Yeah. Um, so in the locations where Dignity is operating, uh, people are most likely to um, to be referred to to come into us for that immediate response. Okay. And so then what happens? So you've got accommodation? Yeah, so, so when... Um, it, there's always the, the trauma that's led to the homelessness for somebody sure. and then the trauma of the homelessness itself. Uh, so no two stories of homelessness are, are ever no. exactly alike, but um, there is always a fear of, you know, what what is coming next. And mm. uh, so, so people arrive, um, you know, in, in that state of heightened fear and uh, that come to our properties mm. and, there's a real shift when it's it's something that you, when you walk through the door of one of our properties, they are absolutely beautiful. So there, you hear this big exhale. Oh, okay, I'm here. I'm somewhere safe. Because I was going to say that that just um, safety is so compromised, right? So that's the biggest fear. So to walk in somewhere and feel safe, that would be that'd be massive. Yeah, and for, for us, the definition of homelessness is no safe place to stay. So it right. is it's very much centred around that safety um, and fear. And and so when they, they walk into our properties and say that they're just beautiful, you know, we've got uh, queen-size beds with clean, crisp white linen and um, and beautiful toiletries at the end of the bed and fluffy yeah. towels. And um, and then we have in the... In, um, meals made by our um, team of volunteers wow. and that, that come in there and their home-cooked meals. So there's choice and uh, availability depending. They're, they're as much as they want whenever they like. Yeah. Um, and and just after, so the, you know, that first response and, and exhale, if you like, mm-hmm. um, a good night's sleep, mm-hmm. a comfortable bed, feeling safe and secure and something to eat. And the next day... Mm-hmm. things look a bit different 
So our support workers are there in that immediate, but it, and it's sometimes a time for listening, listening yeah. and, and downloading, and other times people aren't ready to to share or, or don't yeah. want to, and that's absolutely fine. We're really conscious of not re-traumatising and allowing people to move through the journey themselves. Yeah. Um, but we find the next day then... Um, you know, that's when people are often ready to engage with our support services. So our support worker on site, yeah. um, looking at what those individual options might be for, for that person. Mm, okay, so they don't typically stay with you for very long. It's just that emergency response and then you help them find what the next options are. Right, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Uh, which which can be very varied. I mean, we our... Um, our youngest guest with three-day-old baby um, who, Gosh. Um, yes, uh, mum and dad uh, came home from from hospital with baby and, and cried all the way through the night, as babies sometimes do. do. And um, and dad said, if you um, don't shut oh, that baby no. up, I'll kill you both. Wow. So it's a mum picked up baby and, you know, came, yeah. came in, run out of there, you know, with, with nothing, um, you know, no, she had a phone but didn't have a charger, um, you know, there's no nappies or anything for the baby and, um, and, you know, no clothes. So, you know, dignity in that first responder was able to provide what she needed. And for her, it just took a couple of days for her to, um, to you know, to gather herself together and, and, and what her next move was. Yeah. And had family interstate that, you know, she was able to, yeah. um, you know, to, to go and stay with for a while. So, but what she needed in that moment was just that first just, response. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really easy to see how if she didn't have that, she could have literally been on the street with nothing and a three-day, you know, three-day-old baby on the streets with nothing in, you know, it could have, oh, anything could have happened. Right. Where do you go? What do yeah. you do? And, and when you're in trauma, experiencing trauma, it's really hard to think clearly sometimes. Well, that's right. That part of your brain literally shuts down, doesn't it? So you can't think clearly. Yeah, I sort of think of trauma as, you know, sometimes a bit like someone gets your brain and, and rattles it and, rattles it, yeah. um, and you know, things aren't quite connected and, yeah. and sometimes really simple instructions or, or things that would be easier um, beforehand it just become harder. So just it's yeah. really important those first few days to have somewhere to, to gather yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, how did this all start? Why, why did you get involved in this in the first place? Because you're the CEO, right? You you started this organisation. Yes, yes. Um, uh, I I've been in social services for a long time, mm-hmm. and um, just became increasingly frustrated by um, the gaps in the system and um, and and people that I felt needed more more support in, especially in those first few days. Yeah, and. Uh, and it just got to the point there are you know several things that you know that led me to I can't do this anymore, mm, and okay. um, it work can't work in this and and so I ended up um, just too, was it too much red tape or not yeah. enough empathy or what were the um, I'll, I'll give you one of those moments is yeah. is that I had um, I was visiting someone who was experiencing homelessness with her her children and they were in a really really dodgy motel mm-hmm. you know holes in the in the doors the lock didn't work 
you know, mm-hmm. particularly well. Yeah. Thick layer of grime on the floor, um, yeah. you know, cockroaches under the bed um, and, you know, no food, none of those essential supplies that that, that were needed yeah. in that moment. And, um, and, I, and I just remember that, you know, walking out of there going, you know, this isn't this okay. Isn't no. no. And and when you work in the sector, you can't do it yourself for, for each and every person. No. You know, so, you know, I did run and, you know, and, and got some got some food and supplies and, um, and, and whatnot. And half of the time I bet you, you're paying for that yourself, right? Oh, we all do in the sector. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, you know, when, when when there's not funds, you can't walk past a human need. No. Um, but I thought, you know, there, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. You know, there has to be something that more that I can be doing systemically. Um, and and so, you know, I I, um, I quit my job and I, I said, I'm going to work on this. So six months in the planning of just yeah. dreaming about a better way and and how to make it happen and what I needed to do and you know from hadn't done those things before you know registering a charity and yeah. going through all those hips but just each each barrier that came up jumping through um, to to get to in 2015 uh, opening a first home in um, it was actually in the Southern Highlands. Nice. And taking that, taking that risk, saying, I don't know. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, it's such a big thing to do. And so the first time in the Southern Highlands, do you own that property or do you? how do you fund that? Look, again, starting something new in the charity sector, it's really hard to, to get um, financial backing. Yeah. It's, um, and so, you know, I ended up using the money from the sale of my home. To, to start the first one. Um, wow, that's that, amazing. Yeah, um, it, it, I think sometimes you just get to a point and you, and you say, uh, what are the alternatives for me? I, I needed to do Bugger it. it. I'm just going to do it, right? Yeah. It. yeah. Yes. That's, um, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, and, you know, um, so that was that was the funding of the first one. Only leasing leasing properties, but yeah. it did take uh, a, a, a fabulous owner um, because the, uh, to to take that chance uh, on what I was trying to achieve there. Yeah, that first week, not knowing whether how busy you know we would really be, it was full, mm. and I was turning people away. Wow, that's when you stand there and go right, okay, this is important, and I've just got to do what I've got to do to make it happen. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, it was, I was doing everything at that point <laughs> um, from, you know, cleaning, cooking, um, really? doing the support stuff, uh, you know, my own not-so-great bookkeeping there. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and then, you know, gradually, you know, um, built from, from that one first home now to 22 locations so and with multiple um some of them are, are, are multiple developments in um, and housing, uh, being able to support up to 250 people a night. Wow. Yeah. You must be so proud. <laughs> it's, it's just as it's it's right, right from the beginning, you just keep pushing through the next barrier and the yeah. next hurdle and, 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 and growing. And, and now, of course, I have an absolutely fabulous team of people yep. who are equally dedicated as, as, as I was back then who, mm. um, you know, who do the heavy lifting and, yep. um, and who, you know, pull it all together and have so much admiration and complete trust in, in, the, in the team and, um, and the, nice. the vision just keeps evolving. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. It really, um, it's in, yeah, in a relatively short period of time, right, 2015. And so the cooking, like how do you find people to cook the meals for 250 people a night? Right, so um, it, it, again, started started from very humble beginnings um, in my my kitchen, and yeah. um, and then uh, gradually more and more people heard about what we were doing and jumped on board as volunteers. Yeah. Um, been backed from the start from um, Oz Harvest, which is a food. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, 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 yeah. They're um, awesome. Yeah, so they they um, take food destined for landfill and distribute yep. it to charities in the raw ingredients sort of stage. Yeah. So it's a it, um, it, again, it was in, it was in my garage, our our first distribution centre. Right. And um, and that's where you know the food was uh, was raw ingredients was delivered and then the volunteers come and yeah. see what's available so you know we've got chicken we've got pasta we've got vegetables let's make a you know a chicken veggie pasta yeah. uh, and and then they're in single serves that are then so they take that home cook them return them back and um and then uh they're distributed out to our homes and and can be you know reheated as needed yeah right but because we've got such a wide variety of cooks now, the fabulous thing is that we ask people to cook what they would like to eat for themselves. Okay. Yep. So we get it, we, that means that we have such great variety for, yeah. for people who are coming into us and they can say, oh, no, I feel like this today. And yeah. It's yeah. wonderful the way it's worked out. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so we make uh, now over uh, 130,000 meals a year. Um, and you know, purely from from um, you know food relief and, yeah. and and our dedicated team of, of volunteer cooks. Wow, that's incredible! <laughs> and do you get any government funding? We do receive some government funding, yeah, but not on a grant basis, so it's not secured. It's um, on a night by night sort of basis right. um, and per person. So if you, um, uh, and, and some of that is secured, you know, for, for certain periods of time. But the um, if you imagine the alternative to us, so if we're not in a, in a location, yeah. then, then it could possibly be that motel that I was describing earlier. Yeah, yeah. There's not, we don't compete with other charities. There's not really um, in, in our. In your space. There's no, there's no, no one else in your space. No. So yeah, if we wow. have availability or we're not in a particular area, um, it, it varies. Sometimes they are, um, you know, quite decent accommodation. Other times they will They're just be. not. Yeah, wow. And your locations, um, are they regional as well as Sydney? Because you've only got houses in New South Wales at the moment. Is that right? Yes, we, we do, um, just growing as we are, we hope to, to expand to, to all states in the, the coming years. Um, but there's yeah. so much need in New South Wales as well. Uh, mm. We have been in regional um, regional areas. Yeah. And then we found that, that you know, we, the, the need diminishes after we go there for a certain period of time because okay. we're able to to um, to resolve a lot of the longer-term chronic illness. Yes. yes. That's fantastic. So it really is. So yeah. it's a very flexible model. It's one of the reasons we don't own property. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. But we do take longer longer leases, um, and you know, at, at sometimes and other times we use development sites on very short leases where where um, developers are waiting for um, approvals to to go yeah. ahead. We use some properties there, yeah. and we have some um, uh, studio style apart uh, units that that are you know brand new builds that we take lease and take the head lease on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so do you have a real estate division now that looks after all of that? We <laughs> <laughs> could use help. <laughs> like you know, we, we lease from, from fabulous real estate agents. Yeah, right. And, um, and you know, who manage that, they, you know, you know, the guys are the professionals in the space. It's not sure. something we, we want to, to enter into. Yeah. Um, uh, and, yeah, we, we work in partnership with agents to, to find and to, um, and to maintain those properties. It's really important um, that we, you know, we have great relationships for, not only for ourselves but also for the people that we're supporting mm-hmm. who are experiencing homelessness mm-hmm. and, um, you know, being able to have them stay with us and and see, you know, their capability, their living skills capability and their ability mm-hmm. to um, maintain a private rental particularly yeah. Yeah. It, uh, is important. So if someone's coming from us and we give that recommendation, um, we, we, um, it, it really is an honest, uh, honest feedback on, on that. Mm. Not everybody is able to maintain no. private rental. Sure. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, we certainly understand that. Um, so obviously a lot of our audience um, here are real estate agents so if they what would it take for you to go for example to Melbourne what would you need to be able to expand into Victoria? The, the housing um, system is is uh, largely uh, the a government um, mm-hmm. state by state system yep. so yep. at the moment uh, we're looking at the the opportunities because we, we do need to have some government involvement mm-hmm. in, in to be able to do it. Obviously, there's a gap in that, but yep. it needs to have some basis of that. So it's yep. working alongside the governments first to understand the systems. Yep. And then um, then collaborating with the, with what is already existing to make sure we're working within the gap, that we're filling yep. the gaps, not duplicating services. Yeah, for sure. So really understanding. And then when, we, when we've got all of those things in place which we're working on now then it'll be about identifying the best areas to where the need is yeah where where that need is and then then approaching agents and um in those areas and saying you know can you help us secure well when you when you get to the stage that you need um you need to connect with agents please let me know because i know people around the country you guys have also won a number of awards a number of telstra awards haven't you Tell yeah. me about that because it's unusual for um, some of the awards that you and I should have done my research, um, but I don't remember which one it was that you won. But I know it was unusual for a charity to win. Yes, yes. So um, we won the this um, social change maker of the year in New South Wales, and then wow. went on to the nationals, um, and we won the the national social change maker of the year in two thousand and nineteen. But what was the the, the, the really surprising um, award was we won the Telstra Australian of the Year, Business of the Year award, and that's so that's the National Business of the Year. Wow! And it's the first time in the twenty seven year history of the awards that a charity has won. And um, yeah, it, that's it, amazing. It, it's just unheard of. But so, what, why do you think? Why do you think you won it? If, if you know anything about the Telstra Business Awards, they they really micro-analyse your, your business. They go into yeah. every aspect. It's a very um, 
stringent process with a, a team of, um, of experts in their various fields. So they look wow. at business acumen, they look at your, you know, your your um, people and culture and your, um, your values and I really delve in deep into each area. So um, you have to be across that Yep. All sections of, of your business to be really outstanding. And um, it, so for that, it was an incredible honour for us because when you're a charity is, is, is um, a business is difficult to run. Add, add, add on to that a, a charity in the not-for-profit space to me. It's yeah. so important that every dollar counts because yeah. every dollar wasted is a dollar we can't spend in homelessness. Yeah. And every dollar saved is 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 a dollar that we can. Yeah. So um to have those business principles behind us and 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 knowing that businesses are you know are efficient ways of operating, they they are driven for that and understanding that by having those in place we can be the most effective, efficient charity, and and know that you know we're um, you know we govern well, and you know that um, we're transparent completely. So you're not you don't really you don't come from a corporate background with all of those you know mission statements and people and culture that you know the values and all that sort of stuff. You've come out of social services, right? Yeah, largely social social services. My start in my career was actually in hospitality, okay. hospitality management, yeah. um, and they've they've collided well together because you know, like it's great hospitality that we're providing, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and um and our rooms are there was five star hotels that you know I was involved with, so I've really tried that across into dignity in everything that we do, and. Yeah. Uh, so have had some experience in in that, and uh, also had some smaller businesses myself. So how do you go about? I mean, you know, just the the whole charity piece is massive. How do you go about navigating all of those corporate things and making sure that you're growing the team? Well, that's it. It's the team. Like, it's the team. Yeah. It, it's it's actually giving in and saying, I don't know everything. Okay. Yeah. And and I don't, but there's a way to learn it, or there's a way to ask somebody in expert in that field to yeah. you know how to do something, or or, or asking them to do it. Um, yeah. You know, our CFO is a qualified accountant, um, you know, with exceptional expertise. Yeah. We also have a board of directors, you know, with okay. corporate background and governance uh, or corporate um, uh, experience and yeah. knowledge that you know I, I suck up like a sponge, but yeah, we right. also um, so I think in in anything you do, it's it's giving into say you know I, if I, I, don't I don't know everything I don't and yeah. not not to pretending you do so yeah. you know advisors along the way um, you know our advisory board that we have in place as well contribute massively to yeah. to where we are you can't do anything alone no and being will I think. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be. Um, I don't really want to be um, be sexist, but I think women are really good at sort of saying, um, "I don't know it all," and being happy to get advice. We don't have to be. You don't have to be right all the time. Um, yeah. yeah, just ask yeah. lots of questions and make make yeah. your best decisions. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, I just want to know where the, the majority of homelessness is caused by what. Oh, well, there's no two stories that no. are ever alike. Um, uh, if we, we look at each segment, so look at youth, look at old, older women is the growing. Um, yeah, I know that, over 55. Yes, yeah. yes. 
absolutely. And, you know, if you look at those causes alone, there's, there's complex, but a lot of them are, you know, are quite obvious, you know, and, in, in, you know, with the gender pay gap and with reduced superannuation, um, uh, you know, and it's, so it's it makes sense uh, with, an, with an ageing population, we're going to see more and more of that. Um, and then we look at, uh, you know, as I say, that it's usually not one thing that has caused homelessness. It's usually several that have collided together to create right. the homelessness. And but it's it's important to you know to break that stereotype. Homelessness can happen to anybody. Yeah. And it's not no longer you know the the stereotypical image of you know the man on the street with the brown paper bag. It's mm-hmm. it's happening to um, you know you know very um, much yep. broad sense. Happens to people like all of us, unfortunately. It really yeah. does. Um, if people want to know more about how they can get involved, I think you've got volunteer, you've got volunteer programs. Um, is there a website that we can refer people to? Yes, absolutely. Jump on our website, dignity.org.au. Um, but connecting with our socials, we're across all platforms and um, and that's where we, we're really active in ways of, of, you know, of putting out ways that we need help and assistance, but also learning more about homelessness and um, in general, so... Fantastic. Well, I'm sure a lot of people will be uh, will be checking you out. I'll look forward to seeing you on my uh, on my road trip with the REI, and um, yeah, just I'm so glad that um, that we found you and that we've connected and that we can continue to support the incredible work that you do. So thank you so much for being with us. No, thank you. And yes, and we we, we value um, partnering with with um, the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales and also the fabulous um, members that you have. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.